0: Good evening everyone welcome to another episode of high and wide radio i'm your host angry jim here with co-host jack smith today we're going to finish up our end of the season grades we're going to finish up with the rest of the top nine forwards uh we'll touch on ivan Provorov's contract situation later on jack has some great stuff for you guys there jack let's dive right in let's not waste any time let's finish up these grades uh we'll start out with i guess some some of these third line guys here we'll go with uh Did we get Scott Lawton already?
1: We did not. Um, We talked about everybody but the main forwards, and I say main forwards because we did discuss some of the fourth-line guys, some of the guys who came up for a cup of coffee and went back down. Uh, But One of the more successful stories of the 2018-19 season was Scott Lawton. If you remember, he was a player that – well, former first-round pick that really didn't pan out. He was up here, and then he was down with the Phantoms for like a year and a half. And we were sold that he was going to be our fourth-line center of the future. Um, Not exactly high hopes for a first-round pick, but an NHL player nonetheless. Um, He had a pretty good season. Uh, I don't have stats right in front of me, but – I I got him right here. So
0: so real quick, he had a career high in goals with 12. Uh, His previous career high was 10. Um, career high in assists with 20 previous career high was 14 career high in points 32 Uh, career high shots on goal 130 and he had his highest total average ice time at 14 minutes and 51 seconds
1: boom perfect see exactly so yes I mean those are third line numbers and he spent most of his time on the third line so I'd say considering we thought he would only be a fourth line guy I think he's done pretty well not to mention he's on the penalty kill and he's just one of those players who doesn't ever piss you off. He's always given it all he's got. And, um, I gave him a, I gave him a solid big, you know, it's not, you can only do so much from how much ice time you get. And I do think, uh, Lawton being first round pick coming up, being sent back down for a year and a half to two years. Um, we were sold on this long shot story to not get that much. And he's come back up here and he belongs and he's a good player. And we rely, we with the fans and the coaching staff kind of rely on him for those little things you don't consider, you know, like a neutral zone and, you know, and he just chips in offensively now and then, and uh he'll, he'll throw the body around too. And, uh, he's kind of one of those players in the bottom nine. You really appreciate. So I think, a, a, a B was a nice grade for him. And if he can just keep doing exactly what he's doing going forward, we'll finally improve our bottom, our bottom lines. And that can make us a better team overall.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to a hundred percent agree with you. I'm going to go with the B as well. Um, 12 goals, 20 assists. Uh, he played mostly third line minutes, uh, average for what we said, just over, just under 15 minutes a game. Uh, Never took a shift off, never took a game off, worked hard for everything that he got. Uh, I think a, a B is a fair grade, uh, leaves some room for improvement for next year. Uh, this was his second consecutive season playing 80-plus games. Uh, and, you know, if it, there could be more, even more improvement next year, maybe a B-plus or even an A season. Who knows? Uh, I think he definitely has the ability to score 15-plus goals, uh, possibly 40 points. That'd be nice to, if they can get him some line mates down there on that third line. Um, but, yeah, I think a, a B is a, a perfect grade for Scotty Lawton this year. Um, moving along quickly, uh, did we touch on Michael Raffle? No,
1: we we did not. Um, yeah, Michael Raffle, good old uh, reliable, uh, the ultimate utility guy, as I usually call him. Uh, shock, it did shock me that he got a two-year extension. Not that I don't like the guy, but, you know, he played 67 games, six goals, 12 assists. It's definitely nothing that jumps off the page at you. Uh, he can be used up and down throughout the lineup, but bright. I mean, as much as I want to see some of the younger guys we got, it is nice knowing we have a guy like Raffle. I do like the guy, so he'll also man the bottom lines. Um, gave him a C plus. I don't think he did nearly as much. It had an impact that um, Lawton did. But uh he definitely didn't jump out at you as a problem with the bottom pair or the bottom lines, the bottom nine, I should say. And not to mention, he's usually the guy who goes up to top six when you have issues. So he, he's getting older. He's getting slower. Uh th- I don't see him being a flyer after this last uh contract, and I'm not even sure he'll be in the NHL. He'll probably hang around. But for now, it is what it is, and I'll take that on my bottom line. He's no Lawton, but he's a reliable guy, and – uh you know, you need just guys like that who can be positives, not negatives. So I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I 100 percent agree. So Michael Raffle is not he's not going to put up numbers that jump off the page. Uh, I think with such a young team now, uh, they did sign him to a two year contract. He's he's a guy that's had to work to, to stay on the roster uh, throughout his career. Uh, he's been around since 2013, 14 now. Uh, he's never scored over 31 points in a season. He had that 21 goal year back in 2014-15. I think he played a lot with uh, on that first line. There was he with Giroux? I, I think he may have Drew been Giroux and
1: Voracek when they were like inseparable.
0: There you go. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's he's a plus player. He's playing uh, third, fourth line minutes now. Uh, I think a, a guy like him. Uh, what's what am I looking for here I mean he's not going to stand out on the score sheet but I think a a player like him is essential to to a roster especially a young one like the Flyers uh it can teach the younger guys how to how to practice how to work hard how to be how to be pros um so yeah Michael Raffle, I think C plus is a good grade for him didn't really you know he's not going to do much that's going out there in the course of a game but he's a decent player uh C plus I think is fair so uh, we can move on, and I, I'm forgetting somebody on the third line. Is that Blom? Oh uh, yeah, well, he did spend some time on the
1: second line, which is where he was the best. He was best, but he did spend time on the third line. Might as well talk about him. Uh, uh, I'll come right out with I gave him a B plus and um, I think an A minus you can make an, uh, an argument for. It. If the team didn't have such a bad year, I think he does get that A minus. Um, you know, we were a lot of people, including myself. I mean, I was higher on him than others. We're really sure about this guy. Like, he's a fifth-round pick, and we've been waiting for him to come over for so long. And remember last year, uh, he came up and he looked good, but he just couldn't score. And then, uh, you know, his his numbers were kind of low. Well, this year, I believe he finished eighth on the team in points uh, with 33. Uh, He had, in 81 games played, 17 goals, 16 assists. I mean, it's really not that bad considering there was a chunk of time in there where uh, Hackstall had managed him to the fourth line and even scratched him at times. But when he's played with talent, he's produced. He's produced more than the second. Mo- he's been the most productive player on that second line when he was there. So uh, it's a pleasant surprise here from a fifth-round pick. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I liked Hextall so much. I don't know if we're going to keep getting guys like this, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, so definitely a very good season um, for Lindblom here. Probably one of the
0: best stories of this pretty bad season. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. I mean, 17 goals in, in your first full NHL season is nothing really to sneeze at there. I mean, you see 33 points and you're kind of like, man. But <clears throat> first full NHL year, uh, 10.5 shooting percentage, 162 shots on goal. He really started coming on around, uh, I think it was February, January, February. He started asserting himself a little bit more. Uh, he was kind of a hound around the net, putting pucks in in the dirty areas. Um, and I think we were starting to finally see him come out of his shell a little bit um you know it seems like he's been around a little while since he did I think he played in about 20 some games towards the end of last year this year was actually his first full year which I'll consider his rookie year uh 17 goals in your first year is, is not too bad um if he can improve on that next year he's a 20 goal scorer easily so uh, i have to agree uh, at least it'd be for Oscar Lindblom on on, on this season and I think he's given us something to look forward to next year definitely uh, and now we can move up to our second line. Uh, let me see who do we got here. We got JVR. Do you want to, do you want to consider JVR a second liner?
1: Yeah, he's another one that bounced around did most of his damage on the uh, power play, but he was good at five on five as well. I mean, I think a lot of people saw this as a bus signing at first. Um, uh, you got to remember he got hurt, what, in the second game of the season. So you didn't see a whole lot of them. And then when he was back, he wasn't, 100% or in hockey shape and didn't really do a lot but he got his goals uh he finished fit only 1 point behind Konechny uh with four he had 48 Konechny with 49 he only played 66 games um he had 27 goals in 66 games. He would have had well over 30 if he played a full season, not to mention 21 assists on top of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, goal scorer is going to score, and that's exactly what he did when he was here. And I, he was another – yeah, he made me feel better with ha- moving on from Wayne Simmons and seeing how Simmons played with Nashville. I uh, definitely feel good about that. Uh, this guy, he can deflect pucks in front of the net. He's a bigger body. I like to see him use it more. But as he gets older, he's he's he knows how to use his body, and he's getting open, and he can still really shoot. And you know, uh, I gotta say, give him an a A minus. Uh, Sixty six games, twenty seven goals. It's really hard to ignore. Um, and this was a dismal season, so it's not like we were going out there beating teams eight nothing all the time. So I'll, I will take those twenty seven goals. I uh, believe it was second on the team, only to Couturier, and like I said, 66 games. So what does that tell you?
0: Yeah. So for me, JBR is kind of one of those guys where, you know, you don't really notice him on the ice until he scores a goal. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, what he did this past year was pretty much if he played a full season was on par with what he's done since 2013, 14, when was with the Maple Leafs, you know, he's 55, 60 point player. Um, yeah, forty four, forty eight points in sixty six games, twenty seven goals, uh, eight power play goals, and I, I, I expect him to improve on those numbers next year. I, you know, especially if the Flyers can bring in a two a C um, that will allow either JVR to play up uh, on the first line with Giroux or a more skilled center on the second line. Um, I'm sorry, he he won't be playing with Giroux. If Couturier is the first line center, so I, I think it is. It's it's essential. It's critical for for the Flyers to get a two C. Uh, to pair up with JVR if, if Couturier and Giroux are going to be that top line. Um, and then and I, I think he could improve easily on, on 30 goals. Um, so yeah. I, I mean, what'd you give JVR? Uh, an A minus you said? Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go B, but it's not really his fault since he, he did get hurt earlier in the year. A uh, player like him, it's, it's tough for him to get hurt since he is a streaky player. Um, he was kind of playing catch up, but, uh, you know, an A-minus is a fair grade. I'm, I'm going to be a little tougher. I'm going to go B. Yeah, there, an argument uh, can be
1: made here for any of the B grades and even the A-minus I gave him simply because, you know, it's he's still got to stay healthy. I mean, that's on the player. I mean, I know accidents happen, but, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, and, and you
0: know what? There will be guys that will even be a little disappointed about, you know, there will be – I'm sure I, And one guy comes to mind on Twitter that will say, what the hell are you thinking with an A-minus? Uh, and he'll give me shit about the B too, and it's like, you know, that's what I was saying earlier, you kind of j v r is what he is at this point you know he's he's not a Wayne Simmons, you know he's not going to go out and, and and check somebody or fight somebody, but he will score thirty goals a year for you
1: yeah, no you know what and, I mean and that was going to bring that's what I was going to bring up it's like a lot of if you expect like you're going to give out grades here and you're expecting a guy like Robert hag to Play like Eric Carlson to give him an A. Well, that, you're never going to give him an A. Like it's not that'll not, he's not that type of player. It's not going to happen. Now, if he plays to the best of his abilities and he does what you're paying him for, then you know he may he doesn't have to have a Norris kind of season to give him an A. So with JVR, we we signed the guy for one reason and one reason alone to score goals, and he did exactly that. Now he didn't get an A plus because he didn't score 50 goals, and he was injured. But at the same time, yeah, we paid $7 million, but it's also only five years. If he'd signed for longer term, he'd have gotten more money. So I'm perfectly happy with JVR's performance this year and perfectly happy for me. Yeah, that's in the B's and the low A's, depending on how much you value goals, which I think is a pretty important stat. So that, that's <laughs> that's where I, I go with that. The guy had two, didn't he have two hat tricks this year? Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was – I mean, without JVR this year, they wouldn't have won a couple games, you know. I think uh, – which one am I thinking of? Or am I thinking of Nolan Patrick? Um, either either I way, it's a segue. To...
1: I do. I really do. I mean, it all happened all year to several players, but JVR is, you know, one of the most because he was scoring so much. Yeah, for sure. He was like that guy. If the Flyers were coming back, say they're down 4-1, JVR was the guy who made it 4 3, you know? But you remember the yeah. guy who ties it and you remember the guy who wins it. JVR was always that guy getting you back into the game. You know what I mean? But you don't really remember that goal because it didn't tie or win the game. But the, the stats keep track of everything, and that's why his goal count's so high.
0: That's funny you mentioned that, isn't it? Today's the anniversary of the 3 0 3 0 comeback. And guess who scored that 3 to 1 goal? The first one. Yes, he scored that first <laughs> yeah, one. There you and go. At the end of the first
1: period, to uh, tell the team, it's okay, guys. It's not over till the fat lady sings or until they ban her and make us remove the, st- the statue from the stadium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's move on. Let's move on here. Uh, Nolan Patrick. This is going to be an interesting one because I really want to hear what you have to say about Nolan Patrick
1: okay um you look at his stats
0: 72 games only 13
1: goals 18 assists 31 points played a lot of time at second line center there were times where that line was the best line on the team and there were times where jv or uh nolan patrick needed to go to the third line all over the place another one he only missed 10 games which doesn't seem that bad but he does have his injury history issues um we i think we all agree we expected a lot more i uh was trying to find our old podcast where we gave out what we wanted to see from Nolan Patrick. And I think I said around 45 points where 40 or 45, 40 makes me sound smarter. I really don't remember, but I remember doing the math in my head. I'm like, well, I'm going to need him to come around 20 goals and he really 13 is okay, but he really didn't. And 18 assists is pretty low. This is a second line center you're talking about here. So I know he doesn't really get the power play time. He gets some second line, second unit power play time. Um, I had to give him C minus. Uh, yeah, I think I'm being harsh, but at the same time, second overall pick of the draft, given everything in the world, you know, to succeed. Uh, it was a rough season, but I, I just expected a lot more. I think it's, I, I'm definitely harsh, but I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie.
0: I think you're kind of being a little nice over here. We just talked about a guy uh, like Oscar Lindblom, who is he's a couple years older, but it, it played his first full NHL season this year. Was able to score 17 goals, 16 assists. Uh, we're talking about not only the the second line center on the Flyers, but the first round, second overall pick in 2017. Uh, guy 30 points first year, 31 points second year, one power play goal, one power play assist in 2018 19, averaging 15 minutes of ice time. I, I I I mean, I know that will go up as he gets older, as he matures more. Um, but I, I, you know, what we're seeing from Nico, he and he's not really blowing the doors off anybody, but he, he looks more dynamic at this point, I think. And, you know, people, people keep saying, wait, wait. And, you know, he's a 20 year old kid, but still you're the second overall pick in the draft, man. He walks around like he's the second overall pick, but I, I don't see it translate as much as I would like or even close uh, as much as I would like on the ice. So I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go D for Nolan Patrick.
1: That's it's a fair grade. The, I think the uh, two reasons I didn't want to kill him uh, was the coaching staff. I mean, you see his, he was on the second power play unit, one goal, one assist. He may have had half that second year, that second unit's points for the whole season. Like they just wouldn't do anything. You know, the was packing. pack in. And yeah, that second power play, I don't know, 40 seconds if they're lucky by the time they set up, 20 seconds, and they're not good to begin with. Um, A lot of it's his own fault, uh, and I totally understand what you're saying when you compare him to Nico Heischer uh, and how he was the second pick of the draft. He is only 20 years old, and it was a down season. Uh, But then again, he did have uh, uh, surging uh, Lindblom on his line as well, and at times JVR and you know, they switched him around he 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 looked like what's frustrating about him is it looks like he can take over games at times I mean I've seen him score big time goals and then he'll just disappear for like you know seventeen games that's what's frustrating about him um yeah so I'm okay I guess I'm not being too harsh then i'll uh, I think we are right <laughs> no. we're, we're in the right range that we're just we're disappointed you know anything below c yeah. is not good and I'm we're disappointed and I'm hoping that depending on who they add, which is a, well, I can't wait for this free agency here. It's going to be huge. It has been a while since they had a huge one, but they go center and he's our third line center. It might be better for his development. You might not see the numbers right away. Maybe you will. Maybe he'll go be going up against not so good competition and making things happen. I don't know. Maybe they get a dynamic winger who gets bumped somebody down. I really don't know. It's, but it, it, you could get better defensemen. They get set them up in the, opposing zone more often which can lead to more points so it's going to be really interesting plus it's just general progression in the league i, I want to see him get stronger but as of right now yeah you, you look around like the one that sticks out to me is, is elias Pettersson. like look what he did like same draft class as the other two even um uh, the, the defenseman from dallas uh hiskanen i think it is or yep. you know he, they're they're like studs right now like they're you know making them team they're they're like the third second third best players on their teams you know like that's insane where patrick what's he like seventh (laughs) you know like so you just hope you see more but some guys do take longer to you know blossom so we're just gonna have to bite the bullet and hang in there and hope things turn around you know maybe if he does get bumped down to the third line having a guy like lawton and hartman as his wingers or seeing what they do like that could be pretty nice like i don't know i mean it you know it all comes back to free agency in the draft, but as of right now, grading him for the 2018-19 season, uh, we averaged out to a D plus, and I think that's a pretty good grade.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we both were looking for forty forty five points, and you know that would have bumped it up to at least a C C plus, maybe possibly a B, depending on how how he played in. Uh, you know, what they're doing is they're kind of developing his game defensively i think like they did with coots you know coots didn't really break out and it took him like six years or something like that i hope it doesn't happen the same way with patrick um but that seems to be the the route they're going and you know i I guess like if knowing that i could kind of temper my grade a little bit but i'm not he was a second overall pick he was given the opportunities playing 15 minutes a night on the second line with skilled wingers you need to do better than thirty one points. So I'm gonna stick with my grade there. Well one thing well, uh, you made
1: a good go interesting ahead. point, and I just want to say one thing on that. And it's like two a two pronged point here. So they are working on his defensive game, and he actually has a good, like, two way play. Which, you know, will tend to dip into your points a little bit. But the thing with Coots, the reason he took so long, a part of that was he was so young when he made the team, much like Patrick, but he was more so known for being more of a defensive player, not, not so much of an offensive player, although they knew the offense was there. Uh, he was put in situations where he would just play defense. And when you're facing Malkin in the playoffs and he shut them down, he was kind of forced into that role. He flourished, but they didn't really open up for him to get on offense. And then when Baruby was a coach, a lot of people want to say, oh, look at Baruby now. Why didn't the Flyers – he flat out stunted Sean Couture's growth by saying he should create his own scoring opportunities even though he started him in the defensive zone almost every time. It was not fair to the player. And then to say that was, was a boneheaded move, and I think – reason Berube successful now is comes to some of the failures he had here in Philly so I'm hoping that Vigneault not like that with uh, Nolan Patrick and they just let him do his thing because yeah, Cooch is good now but like you said it took like six years to really be good anyway because he's definitely, he was always good but to really come out offensively so yeah um, I just wanted to say that because a lot of people have been saying that we made a mistake about Berube and I think that's hysterical
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like, that's another reason why a 2C is so important to get for this team so that they can allow Patrick to develop without all that uh, pressure, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, once they have a real team with a real coach and they're, you know, taken seriously, you might see he can rely on other players and he might come out of his shell. I mean, if this team signed Matthew Shane tomorrow, I would jump for joy for the whole team. I mean, second line center, set. Nolan Patrick goes to the third line. He could – just work out his kinks and, you know, easier competition, not as much ice time, but like slowly develop his game and we can not get on him so bad for not doing whatever. So uh, that would definitely be a way to go. Any kind of offensive help for him or even if being bumped down a line would be fantastic. He's still 20 years old, so I'm not going to – well, if he was like 26, I'd be terrified. But, you know, right? so I'm I'm all –
0: Yeah, he's got time. So – We'll move on here. Um, we're down to our last four players. Uh, and, and we could start off with Travis Konechny, TK. Good old. Thanks. 24 goals. Go ahead. No, no, finish
1: the stat line because that's what I was going to do.
0: 24 goals, 25 assists, 49 points, uh, averaged 15 minutes of ice time, four power play goals, four power play assists. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he tied. He did tie his career high in goals, played his first full season, played 81 games last year. Um New career high assists, points, uh, shots on goal, uh, and a new high in, in minutes played. Average 15 minutes played. Um, go ahead, TK. What do you got?
1: I mean, what was he third on the team in goals? I mean, if you just thought it, you said, is TK, how many points is he going to get this year? Um, he didn't get a whole lot of power play time. I would have said, if you just told me 50, I'd have been like, that would be pretty nice. So he didn't get 50, he got 49. But he might, it's pretty close. Um, I give him a B plus. And the reason I didn't give him an A is because he spent a lot of his time on that top line. Um, and, yeah, that's going to – with Couturier's year and Giroux just being Giroux, that's going to get you some points. But what I really liked was his 24 goals. Um, he, he was the, He's like the fourth guy on the team right now uh, in points. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I will take that for a 21-year-old. Um, and like I said, almost 25, one goal shy of 25 goals. This is what, this is the most you can see from this guy. And then unless he flat out turns into Brad Marchand, like this is early signs of Marchand is obviously he's not much of a weasel as he is, but it's a good sign. We all compare him to him. If he ultimately became him, we, we'd all be ecstatic, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't give him the a, but I'm I I love this season. I love what I see out of TK. I, I when I see him pop up in trade rumors, I get a little nervous. I'm like, why? That's a mistake. Like, do not do this. Like, I know you like this other guy, but like, because the one rumor I had heard was Proveroff and Konechny for um, what's his name It's Toronto, not Nylander. Uh Marner. Yeah, for Marner, for Mitch Marner, because like, yeah, Toronto couldn't afford him. It's not worth matching it or whatever. Um that was a trade that was talked about it helps them on defense and they still get a hell of an offensive guy. I really had to think long and hard about that one. Cause Mitch Marta is fantastic, but he's going to cost you a lot of money and TK ain't too bad. It sounds like it's prover off with a throw in it. ain't. TK is good. And this, this is these stats prove it right here. He's only going to get better, especially if they get more players. I mean, he's just a great guy. If he's like in your second, even third line at times with talent, like if him if somehow we had such a stack team and him and Patrick were on the third line for whatever reason, that would be phenomenal. I just love what he brings. He's got that grit and small, but he like told somebody in the penalty box that he would F and kill him or something. Like I, just, I, I just I just love the guy. I love how he plays the game. Stats are starting to show it. I'd give him a better grade except for he did play with a lot of talent. What was your take on TK?
0: Yeah, you know, he was kind of and I felt like for a good, a good portion of the year, he hit a bunch of posts. Uh, I think he could have easily had 27 to 30 goals, um, you know, 49 points. I think this was his third year, second, four year. He's only, what would you say, 21, 22 years old. And I think that we tend to forget a lot about that. These are kids. They have a lot of room to grow. Um, I think, you know, 47 and then 49 points is a 20 and 21-year-old. I think the sky's the limit. So if TK can be a, a 60 point guy, if he can do 30, 30, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. Um, I know a lot of those points came with playing with Giroux. Um, but again, if they can get that two C, don't think 60 points a season from TK is out of the realm of possibility. So, uh, having said that, I, I'm going to go with, uh, would you give him a B, uh, B plus. Okay. Uh, I'll go with a B is I'll go with a B. Um, just be, just because I think, you know, he could have, if he, I don't know. I, I guess if, I don't know, BB B plus, I I think that's fair. I think there's room room for improvement there. I'd like to see him hit 60 points again. No, they do need that two C without the two, like, like Drew can't play with three other guys on the, on one line. He can only play with three guys. So there's going to be an odd man out. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do, um, you know, we can make our projections in a future show. Hopefully they get the 2C. I'm just going to start rambling about a 2C. Um, <laughs> so, so before I, before I do that, let's move on to our next player here, and we'll talk about uh, Jake Voracek.
1: Oh, good old Jake. Um, I actually might be in the minority here. Maybe not. It depends. There's like two schools of thought. There's those who think he's incredibly valuable and he helps the rest of the team. And there's people like me who thinks that, yes, he had – uh, 66 points this year, 70-something last year. But you should probably take away, like, 15% of those points because he gives them back in mistakes. He, I don't know how good of a teammate he is. He's constantly pissed off on the ice. You see it with the media. So, you know, 66 games played, 27 goals, 21 assists for 48 points. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, that was – I read the wrong sound. I'm sorry, 78 games played, 20 goals, 46 assists. See, 20 goals, I mean – Jeru coots connect jvr they all have more goals than him and yes he may play on the second line but he gets a ton of ice time he's got first power play ice time he was a, i don't really believe in the minus stat, but he was a minus 16 i think only simmons and goss's bear had was a worse minus than that uh and this is your second line guy your second contractually second guy making the most making the second most money on the team I mean, it just seemed like if he didn't have such a surge towards uh, the second half of the season, maybe even the last fourth, I think it, this whole city is trying to get him out for whatever they can. It was nice to see him start playing strong again, but that's the only thing that kept him in the B category for me. I gave him a B minus uh, because the points are there. He does make mistakes. Had a lot. 46 assists is nothing to sneeze at, but he, Jesus, he barely hit 20 goals.
0: Where are you at with him, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, for, for a guy making his kind of money, you know, and he's he's only going to get you 20 goals a year, uh, he needs to get you like 70, 75 points a season. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, however, you know, when he does put up the points, he he tends to give them back. Uh, two out of the last three years, uh, 16, 17, it was a minus 24. I know that we're not putting a lot of stock into the plus minus, but, you know, when a, the last... Uh, three years here we're looking at he's a minus 30 uh, he had a plus year last year but you know he he turns the puck over too much and if you're not going to put up 85 90 points a year to make up for some of those turnovers then people are going to start looking at you and you know for for Voracek a 66 points in a 78 game season is is not bad for a lot of players but when you're getting paid as much as he is and you're signed for as long as he is and you know you're playing. I think I think I saw the third most minutes for a forward uh, with 18 minutes. Um, people will expect more, and and I expect more from Jake. And I think the reason is is because we see what he can do. We see flashes of holy shit. That's Jake Voracek, and then you know he'll go missing. So for for Jake, I have to give him a. I'll give him a D plus. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think I can go higher there.
1: I I can't argue with that. I was looking at some other stats. Uh, He's that power play was out there a lot. He only had four goals, but he had 14 assists on the power play. That's like, those almost feel like compiling. I mean, a lot of people argue that. Um, I I don't know. He's I'd be okay. You said he he should be getting around seventy five, seventy, seventy five 70, 75 points based on a contract. That's true. However, I would be fine with the 66 points. If he wasn't making so many mistakes,
0: that's
1: a good point. Uh, you know, it, it, be, I would be, you know, you can only ask for so much. And I'm even looking at his hits. He's only got 17 hits. Like, that's, for playing 78 games, that's really low. I mean, I'm trying to find somebody who's hit less than him, and the first name that comes up is Jordan Wheel.
0: <laughs> so he uh, should be it should be fresh is what you're saying. He shouldn't be taking shifts off.
1: That I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I thought maybe he took too many penalty minutes, which, by the way, Konechny had 40 that, was, that surprised me. So there's part of the reason why he got a bad grade. He was taking a lot of penalties. Um, but, yeah, he only had 25 minutes worth of penalties. That's, you know, right average with some of the other forwards, maybe slightly high. But, yeah, these these, these power play points need to be better, especially the goals. Um, and I, I can't – I'm hoping that this had his turnovers because they're. I'm sure they were ridiculous – but yeah, we all know who he is. He can be a, he can be a stud, but he can also ruin your team. And lately, he ru- ruins games more often than not. At the end of the season, he was a positive, but he was still doing some of his usual antics. And it's just when you consider the contract, and he's probably going to get slower, not be as good, and make more mental mistakes. It makes you nervous about him. I mean, he could totally turn around and make me eat my words, and I'd be more than happy to. But he's just his stats are misleading. And I think people who defend him don't really watch all the games. And that's just how I feel about him.
0: Ah, good points. Good points. <clears throat> so move on. We have two names left and uh, we'll save uh ah, Whatever. So let, let's do Sean Couturier here. 33 goals, 43 assists, 76 points. First player since John Leclerc to have back-to-back 70 point, 30 goal seasons. Uh, average 22 minutes, seven seconds of ice time tie for the team leading power play goals, nine power play assists, uh 14.8 shot percentage. Sean Couturier. Go ahead, Jack.
1: Well, let me ask you a question, Jimmy. Um, do you think after this season that Claus Giroux is the best player
0: on the team now? I mean, it, it's pretty cool that you can actually have a debate about that. Isn't it? Uh, I think offensively, there's no question. Uh, I think if you want to talk complete hockey player, I mean, Sean Couturier is 26 years old. Uh, I think he's entering his prime now. Um, I, it, he proved that last year was no fluke, came off to a slow start, and, you know, he's he is what he is. He's consistent. He he can play defense. He should have been up for the uh, – help me out. Why can't I think of the name of the trophy here?
1: Oh, uh, the one that Bergeron wins all the time? <laughs>
0: yeah. Selkie. Selke. Yeah, 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 the Selkie trophy. He should have been in consideration for that um career high in goals tied points from last year in two less games uh i he you could argue that he's the best player on the team what do you think
1: um i think i think he is i mean he's just taking over games now where i didn't really see that from drew drew's still damn good uh but he played two less games and he only had well he, he actually had nine less points but You know, it's everything runs through Giroux, the offense, the the power play, rather. He's even getting out there on the penalty kill. Where Couturier is a defensive minded player first, usually, and ever since being bumped up to the first line, he he's not just taken over with his playmaking ability, but he leads he leads the team in goals, and he's a center. Like that's fantastic. Like I don't think we this is back to back thirty goal seasons. I don't think if any of us saw that coming from Couturier. So when you combine his offensive ability and his defensive ability it's just he's just fantastic. Uh, if he could if he could dish the puck a little bit more, he would be in mvp consideration, you know, like forget selkie. Um, but yeah, i mean, if he continues to get any better, i mean, if he can do it more at even strength because 24 of those goals were, were power play goal, or, or no, i'm sorry, eight goals. No, there we go. So yeah, so he's doing a he's doing it at even strength, which only makes this argument even better. eight goals in the power plays. Pretty damn good. One shorthanded goal. I mean, and he's, he's got almost as many assists on the power play as he does goals, which means he's evenly, he does it all. It's just big body in front. He's somewhat of a leader. You know, I mean, what more can he ask for? He got an A for me, and an A plus would have been if he like won the, you know, heart trophy.
0: Oh, yeah. So I'll go, um I'll go, I'll go B on coots I'm going to be a little tougher. Uh, He started out slow. I know he had an injury uh, for an A next year. I mean, I guess don't start slow. Uh, It it should be interesting to see what happens with Coots. I feel like he's he's really starting to come into his own. Um, I'm not sure if he has more room to grow offensively. I would like to see it. Um, But I'd be more than happy with, you know, 70, 75 points from Couturier, 30 goals every year, you know. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with a, a, a B-plus for, for Couturier. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, four
1: points shy of a point-per-game player. Uh, and then when you consider his defense, it's, it's a damn, it was a good season. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, we're right in the same range. I just um, I worry that when Giroux has gone and he's going to be 32 next year, that who do we – nice knowing that Couturier, who's only 26, will,
0: will still be around. Yeah, really good point. Yep. Um, so, speaking of Giroux, uh, his second highest point total since 2013-14 when he had 86. 22 goals, 63 assists, 85 points in 82 games played. Uh, 229 shots on goal, 9.6 shooting percentage. Only two power play goals, which was his lowest total since his rookie year when he only played in 42 games and that was oh nine oh eight oh nine so a pretty tough year offensively for the flyers as a whole on the power play which i think you know was pretty much their demise they just could not score on the power play 21 assists uh in 21 minutes and 27 seconds of ice time here um 21 assists on the power play what do you what's your overall grade on claude Giroux this year well, oh eight, oh nine.
1: I think that was his rookie year. So, yeah. So, I mean, he's still he's still the man. Like it's it's. I'm not ready to hand that crown over to Couture yet. Next year could do it. Uh, his points. He's you know he beat him by nine points. He only played two more games. His assists are just off the charts. It's sixty three this year. Uh, and still managed to dish in 22 goals. I'd like to see that number be a little bit higher. And where you think you get that number higher is his power play where they were historically bad. He only had two goals. Had- That's why he only had two goals. At least you'd think um, he just does it all, but he needs some help. And I think he's starting to, you know, he, he was, this guy was our long time center and just moved to wing and he, and he had a phenomenal season. Then he moved back to center at times. Like he just does it all for you. I don't want to be too hard on him. So, a lot of people blame some of the team's blunders and slow starts and accountability issues as well as the coach, as also with Drew because he's the captain. I don't think that mean, however, you still need a leader in the locker room and he is that guy, and you, you want him to do a little bit more. So where I think his stats, when we were accustomed to his stats, so it's like give him an A when he had 100 and what, 103 points last year. I'm going to give him an A for 85. You know, it's a little harsh, but I expect more from this guy. When you consider everything else, I said set, I settled on a B. I went back and forth with a B and a B plus and just for who he is and he's still the man. But I gave I gave him a B.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with a B, too. Um We know what Claude Giroux is. We know he needed some help this year. He made everybody around him better offensively. Um, you know, their power play was pretty much a mess the entire year. Uh, I have I'm hoping that they can only improve on that and you know I think they'll be back next year I think they'll be back up 25 30 goals next year hopefully you know they'll get that uh, that machine oiled up and ready to go Um, so yeah I think a B is a fair grade for Claude Giroux and that's gonna wrap up our player grades Um, you know moving on to I know you have something good uh, about the Ivan Provorov uh, contract situation so I'll let you kind of Take the wheel here.
1: Well, the more I think about it, the more time goes on. As we uh, thought he would be signed by now, he was uh, optimistic at exit interviews saying he wants to be a flyer is where he wants to be. And we had reason to believe that before worlds it would be done and it's well into worlds and it's not. So just a couple of quick, you know, comparisons. I don't want to get too crazy into stats, but for where he's at with his age, Uh, and needing a new deal. He falls in line, at least before this season, he fell in line with some pretty elite company, Um, some of which being Drew Doughty, Eric Carlson, uh, even Aaron Eckblad, because they signed him two years into his uh, entry-level deal, buying some of his free agency time. Oh, and also Alex Petrogano. Uh, They were all within between 22 and 23, only um, Ekblad was 20, which he signed his early. Um, of all those players, he averages the lowest goals per game. I know he, he plays the most. He hasn't missed a game, so that's good for him. Uh, he's right. He almost leads everybody in minutes, only trailing Drew Dowdy. Uh, and in points per game, he, he slacks there as well. Um, but still great stats. And th- that's including this past season. Th- that pulled his stats down. So had this season not had come around, he would be in line. Let's see for like, for like an eight, possibly an eight year, $8 million contract would be like the ceiling for him. Um, You could see eight at 7.5, but after this past season, those numbers have changed and he's with players such as Oliver Ekman, Lawson, Dougie Hamilton, Justin Falk, rasmus for saline and seth jones who i do think is a hell of a deal some of the cap numbers i have here with them real quick just their contract: 22 Seth for around 21 they all signed six year deals and in order from lowest to highest and this is if uh equivalent of what they would have made these aren't the actual numbers but this is with inflation what they equate to morgan riley Would be if it was him up at this time, he got about 5.81, which seems nice and low uh, for six years. Uh, Hampus Lindholm, 5.97, Seth Jones, 6.14, Rissa Line was the same, Justin Falk, 6.24, Dougie Hamilton, 6.82, and Oliver Beckman Larson at 7.1 million per year. So these are some really nice names on this list. Uh, Down from the Carlson's and the Dowdies. Uh, he's more in line with these players here. If signed a six year deal and I'll ask you what you think, Jimmy, what what do you think that of in the range of a Dougie Hamilton, Justin Falk, six years, 6.2 to 6.8 in that range. Would you be okay with that?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, you know, before you asked me that, man, if they could get him anywhere between five and 6.5, that would be great. I mean, then if, if I'm Ivan Provorov, you know, his, argu- his his biggest argument right now is, you know, I, I played this amount of minutes, you know. Um, and then if I'm the Flyers, I, I would say, okay, well, during those minutes, you know, what did you actually do? You know what I mean? Uh, man, I mean, if I'm Provorov, he's 21 years old. I, I would think, you know, if I a bridge contract, I guess, for him would be three or four years, right? Uh, probably two or three, probably two or three. So here, let's go three. Let's say he'd be 24 ish 20, maybe 25 by the time that's done. Uh, I, I mean, I would even give him six point, whatever for three years, you know, and then see what happens. It, I, like I would want to pay him more, like paying him more means that he did well those three years. You know what I mean? Um, so if he ends up making eight, nine million a year, I'm fine with that. If, if that's the kind of player that he ends up being.
1: Well, let me add to uh, the two players I compared him to. He's played 100% of his games, b- pretty damn close to it anyway, where they only played around 85% or less. Uh, he leads Falk in goals per game. Um, he's, ju- he's almost tied with Hamilton, giving the edge to Hamilton. Points per game, same deal. He's above Falk, uh, actually a little more significantly below uh, Hamilton. But as far as minutes per game, uh, he and Falk are closest. He leads the whole field. And actually, Hamilton was very low on that list. He was the worst on that list. Um, so, it really, it was this past season that kind of ruined everything for him because, like you said, what have you done for me? Well, they They could also say, or I'll tell you what you did for me. You made a lot of mistakes. You turned <laughs> the puck over a lot, especially on our own end. you were spending too much time with Andrew McDonald. And some of these comparisons, like I think the dream deal now, that Ivan Provorov would want is closer to Aaron Eckblad. This is like his this I don't think he'll get this, but this is his um like his wish list, like his top offer. Um probably where he started the Flyers lowballed, and hopefully they meet in the middle. He he they did buy 2 years of his entry level contract, meaning they were paying him a shit ton of money really didn't have to. They gave him 8.25, that's the cap cap equivalent of what it would be. Uh, he was 20 where Proveroff is 21 at the time he uh, he played 159 games to uh, Prorovs 164 he scored 27 goals Prorov 23 75 points Prorov 71 and he, Proveroff averages a minute and a half more so I don't th- that's a dream for him I don't think he'll get that I hope he doesn't get that um, so let's just take that I, I don't have the years I think it was all let's say it is six years at eight point five. That's a ton of money. So like that's his. So if that's his asking. The Flyers got to come around and say uh, we're more on the six for six. So they say that's ridiculous. They talk it over. I think it's going to average out. We're going to turn on the news one day and it's going to say Flyers sign Provorov to a six year deal worth like six point eight million dollars. Per year. And I don't think that's that bad when you consider it. Where, where are you out with that? What would you like to see him? Like, what's your best and worst case scenario? Uh,
0: I mean, he's only been in the league three years, which I think is important. Uh, he was on an upward trajectory until this past year. Uh, I mean, if I'm the Flyers and I want to play hardball, uh, I'm not giving him anything over, man. I'm not giving him – how can you give him more money than Goss to spare? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you, could, I mean, you could use his contract and say you're not better than Ghost. You haven't put up his numbers. Um, he's putting up more numbers and less ice time. He's playing power play, blah, blah, blah. He's making 4 point – what, 4.5? 4. Yeah. So, I mean, if if I really want to be a – you know, not saying I don't know what Ivan Provorov is going to be, but if I'm paying you like this is how contracts are given out, right? You know You get a raise based off what you did. So based off what Ivan Provorov has done, uh, I don't think I could give him more than five million a year. And then I would leave it up to him, Do you want to make it a bridge, or do you want to sign for five? You know? Um, if you want to do the two, three-year thing, I'll give you five million a year, and then we can talk then, we could talk in a couple of years that that would be my that's that's how i would approach it if if i was the flyers you know and i had to worry about money this and that if it's me i would want to sign him for as long as possible and i would go 6.5 6.8 um but if but if i'm if i'm the flyers and i'm going based off what he's done you know it'd be tough for me to give him 4 mil, 3 4 million dollars more than than Shane Gostisbehere who who you know arguably is the best offensive defenseman on the team well
1: where i'm going to um uh... I definitely agree about the offensive defenseman. Where I'm going to disagree, and why uh, I think Ghost got less money is because that he really didn't play much regular defense at all, and that's where the issue comes from. But Provorov, at least going into this past season, did it all. He had 17 goals. He was a great defenseman in the you know in the defensive end, and he just did it all. And this season now knocked him back a bit. Uh, if I'm Provorov's camp, I'm telling you, I outscored Oliver Ekman Larson. And he got 7.1. So seven is like the starting line. You know, we should easily clear 7 million in cap here. And the Flyers would probably come back and say, well, in his three years, he's not as efficient as a scorer as, say, a Dougie Hamilton, who's at 6.82. So now you're going from 7.1 to under Six point eight, so we'll just say six point six. Just you know that age. I think we're right on the money here. I think six. Both teams want six years. I think we want to avoid a uh, a bridge deal because after if they say the bridge deal is three years, he's going to be asking for five to six to seven years at like nine, maybe even ten million dollars when you consider inflation. Um, I, I just feel like because of inflation, like you look at some of these other guys get it's 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 a bit of a bargain. As long if they keep it under seven million, I think it's a bargain, Um, and I do think he gets more than Ghost because he just does it all. It's tough for me to say that with how rough his last season was, Um, but everybody had a bad season. I mean, do you even think that Ghost deserves what he has after the season he just had? So (laughs) yeah, so it's pretty tough. Um, I just hope they don't play too much hardball here because both we like the player, the player likes us. I just want him back, you know, and. I don't want to worry about this, but same time, I can't, I can't help but want a good deal because you want to have money to do other things. And, um, it's just, it, the more I think about it, the more time goes on. I really want to, I really want an answer to this. And it's, it tells me a lot about Fletcher as well. Like, is he going to be, you know, put over the barrel here, or is he going to play hardball and get what he wants? And, you know, cause Hexall got good deals with ghosts and coots and this is Fletcher's time to shine. If he, tomorrow I turn on the news and he signed it for seven and a half million dollars over six, seven years, i be like, oh, my God, well, I really hope that Groveroff turns – I'll try to be optimistic, but I'll be a little disappointed regardless. I want him to sign for 6.5 and still turn into the same player. And, you know, you can do a lot with that million dollars. So – and if the cap doesn't go up like it's projected to, because every now and then it gets held up, Flyers might be like, oh, maybe we can't spend as much as we thought we could in free agency. So – you know, there's a lot riding here. There's a lot at stake, and I, uh, I, I, hate to say this because I love Provorov, but I hope that I hope the organization wins out.
0: But yeah, I mean, you know, we want them to get paid. I guess if you know, I really don't. Honestly, I don't care. I just hope he's on the team. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope it's team friendly, just so that the Flyers can add more to the roster. You know, sign so if, if they can sign him for as long and for as little as possible. Awesome, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get he's going to get paid eventually. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I agree with a lot of the things that you said about Provorov. I was kind of trying to play little devil's advocate there. Um, I think he is the best defenseman on the team. Is he worth seven, eight million right now? I don't think so. Uh, Will he be? I hope so. So, uh, you know, we got to wait and see. It should be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, let me tell you one thing that uh, w- the reason
1: I, I'm all about signing him and even give him a, a little bit extra than what he's actually worth right away is because you want to do with what uh, Nashville did with Roman Yossi. He's probably the best defenseman on that team. People even said that back when Shea Weber was there. Um, they got him at $4 million a year. And Now, this is he's only got one year left, but he was on that contract for – for a long time, five, six years, $4 million for Roman Yosi. Are you kidding me? We're paying McDonald $5 million. Like Roman Yosi is a top 10, maybe top 12 defenseman in the league. So if you can get the guy while he's young, early in his career, for a long-term contract at a number you like, this is where you get value and you have spend money on other players to really complete your team and not have to worry about losing anybody to free agency while still adding. And I think that's why I want them to jump at the chance but it's going to be tough. But jump at the chance. Play play a little bit of hardball. You know, if this was the late '90s with no cap, pay him a hundred million dollars for like this. You know, but it's not. So let's be smart about this. But at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to have a bad rapport with the player when it comes to negotiation. Especially if you do have to. Hey, we can't come to an agreement. Take a a bridge deal, and we'll deal with this in two to three years. Well, there's going to be hard feelings. You know, he's going to want more money. And it's t- it's re- it's really risky. It's really tough. And uh, I, it intrigues me more and more the more time that goes on because we thought we'd have a contract by now.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he said he wasn't going to play in the, uh, you know, the, the, the world championships until he was signed. And he's not signed. So he's not playing, which, you know, if he if he wanted to play in them and he's not because of the contract, is he bitter? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm just wondering. Who really knows? Did he really want to play in them anyway? I don't know. Um, it seems it seems as though the Flyers are definitely his first priority, though. Um, I believe he wants to sign. I think he wants to get something done. Like you said, he loves Philly. And, uh, you know, hopefully by the time we do this again next week, next Tuesday, he's signed.
1: I, yeah, I really hope so. I don't see that happening, unfortunately. But uh, I really want to talk about it and break it down and see what, how we really feel about it. Uh, my initial reaction, and then when I actually sleep on it, but you know this guy's too important to the foundation of our team, and um,
0: I really hope they figure this out and they do it right. Yeah, and I, th- I think they will. So, at that, we're we're a little bit over an hour. We had some other topics that we could have gotten to. We could save them for next week. Um, Jack, t- why don't you tell everybody about the uh, what we got coming up here?
1: Well, as you know, the NHL Entry Draft is in uh, is in June. I believe it's the weekend of the 20th to 21st. Uh, we will be doing uh, our special show, which was a blast yet last year with the Flyers having two picks. Um, it was a lot more fun with Hexall because you always trusted his picks. But this is Fletcher's first go at it as a Flyers general manager. And the draft's super important. And we have a pretty – we're almost in the top ten. We're one pick. We have the 11th pick. We're pretty much a top ten team you can really snag a good player here i've heard it's a pretty good draft at least in the earlier rounds and i'm just starting to start my projections on some players we're going to talk more about it going up to it but we're going to basically break down the draft starting from the first couple of picks up until when the flyers pick have our show that whole time and just break it all down who they can get how we feel about the pick and see if any trades happen, and, and I, I really do love the draft and free agency, but the draft comes first. So look out for that show; that's always a lot of fun, very informative and exciting. To be honest with you, uh, to see our reactions live as as everything breaks down to us. And, Hell yeah! Uh, I'll be honest; my favorite reaction of all time, unfortunately, it was before high and wide, but it was when the Flyers did select Ivan Provorov. He did slip uh, at least at least he got past uh, the Devils before he came to us. So well, who would you rather have Ivan Proveroff or Pavel Zaka? I mean, <laughs> I mean, hello. So yeah, it, it doesn't seem like much now, but it will in a few years. I mean, look how the team talks about Morgan Frost and Farabee and Farabee was only last year. So yeah, these guys are reaching the NHL a lot faster, especially when you draft where you draft. Um, and we had a pretty dismal season. I like to see us get something for it. And it all starts with the draft. So that's always a blast. So we'll more about that as we uh, get closer to it. So, you know, keep, keep an eye out
0: absolutely so next week we're back on tuesday uh may 21st uh let me see is there anything else that we forgot to add in here at the end we're gonna have some draft preview shows coming up and then as jack mentioned our our draft special um free agency also coming up and yeah so we'll have some more topics for you guys next week hopefully some interesting positive things And uh, you'll hear us back on here on Anchor, on High and Wide Radio. Uh, For Jack, I'm Jim. You can find us on Twitter, Jack uh, underscore HW Radio. And for me, uh, Angry Jim, Jim underscore HW Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.